Thanks for tuning in to another episode of The Glittercast. I'm Renee Watt, a professional psychic witch and your host. In today's episode, I sit down with Lisa Stardust, a renowned astrologer and writer. She has an amazing Instagram page, Lisa Stardust Astro. And we are going to discuss the, basically the astrology of the election. So please give it a listen and enjoy. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Glittercast. Today, I am joined by astrology extraordinaire, a mentor to me, and a delight to all who encounter her, Lisa Stardust, my good friend. Welcome to the podcast, Lisa. Hi, it's so good to be here with you. I know. I I like I love talking to you, (laughs) and I love just listening to you talk about astrology. Side note, we totally had a gossip fest about our lives right before it started. I know, so. we're, we're totally just like pretending that we're just now saying hello. We've been, we've been gossiping for a half hour, for sure. About our own lives, though, not yeah. about anyone. Well, we're going to we're going to gossip cosmically with you all today, though. And we were going to talk about the election coming up on November 3rd, the big presidential election and sort of the astrology pertaining to that and I'm just I'm just gonna throw the ball to you now Lisa what do you what do you think about the energies that are going on and just not even necessarily on November 3rd but just sort of like the the energy around the election well I actually have looked at Donald Trump's chart Kamala Harris's chart Joe Biden's chart and Pence's chart and it's so crazy because everyone actually has a lot of aspects that are happening on the election. So this is going to be, I think, a very close election. And I think that it is going to be a very weird and confusing time. Sounds familiar, like the last like million elections. Yeah, that was one of the things that I noticed when I pulled the chart for November 3rd is that once the polls start to close, there's going to be like a square between Neptune and the moon, which I feel like is that sort of like confusion and fear around what the results are going to be. Well, what's interesting is that I believe Pence and Donald Trump have that Neptune square in their natal charts happening too. And I believe that Kamala Harris and Joe Biden have that in their composite charts. So and also in their natal charts, that sort of Neptunian funk happening. Mm-hmm. So I feel that overall that we probably will have the count be delayed just because Neptune is confusing, confusion. And oftentimes with Neptune, there can be delays. So I think that we are probably going to have a recount just because Neptune kind of brings this little fog to everybody. So that's definitely something that I foresee happening. Mm -hmm. Um, I also wanted to note that Mercury, who will be retrograde for the past few weeks, turns direct. Yeah. The election. 
going to enter into this retrograde zone. And when, I mean, the post-retro shade zone. And what happens when planets are in retro shade is that the weirdest things happen. Some people think that it's worse than Mercury retrograde because we're sort of readjusting to that energy. Mm -hmm. So let's, you know, I mean, recount, here we go. I wouldn't be surprised if, like, people are demanding recounts. Um, You know, Mars will also be retrograde. So throughout this whole journey. So I definitely feel that there is going to be a lot of upheaval that's going to happen as well. Right. Right. Um, I'm curious since you, you are familiar with their personal natal charts. I'm curious, what are some of the things about Donald Trump's chart that you found to be the most interesting or even like the most expected? Well, he is born during a Sagittarius, full moon mm-hmm. and he is born under a very unfortunate star so which you know basically means that he is a little bit of a trickster um and i'm you know saying this just to be very diplomatic in my interpretations because as an astrologer you know you have to sort of be diplomatic in how you interpret charts right um what's interesting is that his Ascendant is, he's born at 29 degrees, Leo. Right. And it's basically at an anaerobic degree. So as we've seen him tweet, 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 like whatever, say whatever is on his mind, I just think that he can control it because he's born at a 29 degree Leo rising. So what happens here is that there is sort of a rush to sort of put things into motion and to sort of express yourself without thinking about what you're saying. Now, another thing that's interesting is that his 10th house, which is the house of public affairs, is ruled by Taurus and conjunct the malefic star Capult Algol, which basically means that, you know, he is a very, like, discreditable person when it comes to how the public perceives him or what he gives to the public. Mm-hmm. you know, regarding how he communicates and cares. Right. So it's like, yeah, I mean, he he gets caught in his own lies all the time. Like, he'll say something and then he'll deny he said it. Like, right now, he's denying that he said McCain was a loser when he said it, like, you know, however many years ago. Yeah, I think he said that he wasn't, he doesn't think that getting being a prisoner of war is being um, a war hero. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And, and everyone, you know, as we all know, John McCain was, you know, had endured horrific imprisonment, you know, during he was a war prisoner. <laughs> I mean, I've said 2 million people at this point, I'm just waiting for the aliens to come. <laughs> Whatever. You know, like, I yeah. feel like we have some more, a better, a better political, I'm wondering if you've ever because you know how like um recently the Pentagon sort of like confirmed those videos that were released about the UFOs that you know I think it was like the New York Times broke the story a couple years ago and now the Pentagon is sort of like yeah no it's true like like we're like confirming basically like weird alien stuff have you ever looked at that or thought about that from an astrological point of view or is it just sort of out of your realm 
Yeah, actually, I wrote an article about that as well. And, um, you know, there are so many ways to, like, perceive this and to understand this. And the, the one way that I've been, you know, explaining things is that during Leo season, there was that big heartbeat that was felt through the Milky Way. Yes. Um, like that big ball of gas from another galaxy. And I thought that was interesting because Leo is all about the heart, you know, the heart chakra. Yeah. And it also fills the heart in the body. So during Leo season, there was this big, like, wave that we saw of other life happening. And it was actually when the south node in astrology was conjunct the galactic center, which is, you know, the entrance to the Milky Way. Mm-hmm. So talk about major insights and knowledge being brought to us yeah. all at once. Yeah. And with aliens, I think, in my opinion, that that is just very much a Neptunian energy just because, you know, we were talking about Neptune being confusing and dreamy, but Neptune's all about, like, mysticism and, you know, also, like, once again, confusing information. So I do feel that aliens are basically a Neptunian thing, in my opinion. Um, I would love to discuss this further with anyone. (laughs) So if anyone (laughs) has any insights on this, hit me up. I'm open to hear their perception. Perfect. But looking at the long-term generational planets, I would say that aliens are... You know, mostly Neptunian, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. Um, going back to sort of like... Also because there's so much we don't know, too, so... Yeah, no, I know. There's, yeah, that's true. And I feel like the more the more information we get, the more confusing it becomes and the more questions we have about it. Yeah. Going back to sort of like the political topic at hand... Um, what about Pence? What are some of the things that you've seen in his chart? I know that he's got this really weird thing where he won't be alone in a room with another woman because it seems disrespectful to his wife or he believes it to be disrespectful to his wife. Have you seen anything in his chart to sort of match that? Or what are some, what are some of the observations that you've sort of grasped onto with him? Well, he was born during um, a Gemini new moon. Mm-hmm. So I do think that in his case, he basically leaves what he wants to believe and his perception of reality. Got it. When you're looking at charts and you're looking at someone who was born on a new moon versus a full moon, what do you think those differences usually manifest like? Um, I think that people who were born during a full moon, they are basically being brought into the knowledge and the info. So they're basically born into the light, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think that people who were born during new moons, they sort of have this, like, naive energy. I don't want to say naive because I don't think that that's the correct word. I just think that they're innocent and it's sort of they're being brought into this world kind of learning as they're going mm-hmm. versus people who were born on the full moon they are brought into the into this life having all the tea and info. Also, you know, people who were born during new moons and full moons, there is a story here with the parents. 
and the relationship the parents have when the child was born or conceived. Usually, people who were born during a full moon, there is a disconnect between the parents in the sense that um, the parents didn't see eye to eye, or mm-hmm. maybe the parents had struggles in their relationships. But the people who were born during a full moon necessarily tend to be more relationship-oriented versus people who were born during a new moon. And people that were born during a new moon, they're okay with going to the next thing, right. depending on you know what the moon and the sun are doing. So during a new moon, the sun and the moon are conjunct each other. And during the full moon, the sun and the moon are opposing each other. Right. And just to backtrack a little bit, too, when we look at the new moon chart or a new moon person, we are going to look at the stronger planet. So someone who was born, let's just say, during a Leo new moon, the sun is stronger in this case because the sun rules Leo. Mm-hmm. And the moon is Persian in Leo, meaning that it's not in any essential dignity or debilitation. So we are going to say that the person with the son in Leo, you know, there is more, the father had more of an impact on them in some way versus the mother who is the moon. Right. Um, We're looking at someone who is a new moon cancer, which is funny enough because I know quite a few new moon cancers. When we look at people who are new moon cancers, you know, the moon is going to be the stronger planet here because the moon rules cancer and the sun is not in any essential dignity or debilitation. It's perigene again. So the mother would have a stronger impact. Got it. Got it. Okay. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, when, uh, what else, what else, what other fun things were you able to dig up on Pence with his astrology chart? Um, well, we don't know his birth time, but we do see that, Basically, his sun and his moon or are orbiting the north node of destiny right now. Mm-hmm. And Donald Trump's sun is orbiting the north node of destiny as well. So, obviously, there is a big story going on right now with them being in the spotlight. Right. And the election is going to be part of their karmic destiny in some way. So, this is going to be a notorious election, folks. One um, to be not forgotten and it's interesting because i remember we were talking about kanye west running for president and he actually has like a very strong chart for the election so it was really interesting to me that he was running for president so I just, yeah, I don't even know how to deal with that but (laughs) it's just like a free for free for all now but I'm curious what you sort of, you know, what you think the, the astrologically speaking, what do you think that Trump and Pence have going for them? And what do you think they have going against them? Um, I do think that there is a scandal brewing that they may or may not even be aware of that maybe someone has done behind their back. Um, I definitely think that it's probably going to be revealed after the election if we're looking at the timeline of the events that are going to happen. So I definitely feel like there's a storm of ruin in that in 
their team. I want to I want to record that this is being that that we are recording this on September fourth. So if something comes out after this and before I release this episode, we can have it documented oh. that you're saying this. <laughs> yeah, it's September fourth. It's Beyonce's birthday. So ah, perfect. You can remember this and Beyonce for president. I mean, yeah, I would love that. Yeah, I would too. I'm like, um, I'm, I'm a, like, I'm like Beyonce. That seems good. Let's do that. <laughs> I know. I love Beyonce. Me so too. She can do no wrong. She only can do right and help everybody. So, you know, I think that there is a storm of ruin with Pence and Trump. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, once again, if we're looking at the composite chart of Kamala Harris and Biden, the North Node is actually conjunct the fourth house and the South Node is in the tenth house. So not really sure what's going to happen here just because the South Node in the 10th house means that they're kind of releasing. It's not really very promising for winning. Mm -hmm. So I hope, you know, I'm wrong. But it looks like the election maybe it's going to be a tough one. You know, everyone has so many astrological aspects that are tied into this sort of journey. So... Mm-hmm. I can't wait to see what happens. Um, what do you think that it's going to be like on, you know, as we, as we move forward through this, what do you think is some of the things that we're going to be hearing as, you know, we kind of circle in on November 3rd? Well, I mean, Mars will be retrograde and it will be sparing all of those, those Capricorn planets, Jupiter, Saturn, and Pluto will be in Capricorn. Mars will be squaring those three planets because Mars will be in Aries and Mercury will have just stopped its retrograde journey and will be in Libra. So we have what's called a T-square. So a T-square happens when we have three planets that are in a fraught aspect to each other. We have one that's in an opposition and basically another planet is squaring those two planets. Mm-hmm. So it literally looks like a T in the sky. We have Aries that opposes Libra, right? Mm-hmm. And Mars is in Aries, Mercury is in Libra. So that's an opposition right there, right? right? We also have that Capricorn stellium in Jupiter, Saturn, and Pluto, which is sort of running through those two planets. So it, it's a cardinal T-square, which means that there is going to be a lot of action and a lot of noise everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, planets that are involved, you know, they like, to, they like to fight. So I'm predicting that there are going to be a lot of protests, a lot of people protesting for whoever they would like to win. Right. Um, and I know there's going to be you know, a lot of arguments amongst people in their friend group and a lot of frustrations that people are feeling because this energy is so intense. And if you add in the Neptune energy with the moon, it's just very, it's very, it's a very intense energy to say the least. Very hot, very confusing, very exhausting, very frustrating energy. Yeah, which all sounds about right. It's just like, this is just proving astrology is real, pretty much. (laughs) 
Yeah, the moon will also be on the north node of destiny. So I saw that. The very destined day. When you're looking at sort of going back to the charts, because I know we did Trump and Pence, if you were going to look at Biden, what would you say are some of like his his strengths as a leader and his chart? And if there's anything that's made you sort of be like, mm, I don't know. So Joe Biden was born during a waxing full moon, which means that the moon was just about to be full. And he was born during the full moon in... So he is someone who is a very relationship-oriented person, someone who really is kind of looking for the truth and really wanting to, like, expose the truth. Um, Kamala Harris was born during the Aries full moon, and Joe Biden was born during the waxing full moon, so the moon was just about to be full. So what's interesting is that they both sort of have, you know a lot of, you know, insight and knowledge, and they both want to fix the world just mm-hmm. because they are born on full moons. Now, I'm not saying that Donald Trump does not want to do that as well, um, mm-hmm. because he is on the full moon too. And I'm not saying that Pence doesn't want to do that either. I'm just saying that people who usually are born on full moons, they kind of want to use their knowledge to change the world. Yeah. So Joe Biden actually has a Sagittarius rising and he's born during the waxing full moon in Taurus. So, you know, he is someone who is what I would say, uh, you know, humanitarian at heart just because Sagittarius risings tend to really want to help other people and they're social justice warriors. Mm-hmm. Um, Kamala Harris, she was born during the Aries full moon. That's like and me. Yeah, I'm like the day before a full moon and I'm Aries moon. Yeah, and she has a Gemini rising. So what's interesting is that Neptune is in her 10th house of public standing. Uh-huh. So with Neptune there, once again, you know, let's heal the world. Like, let's make everyone get, everyone needs to get along. Let's hold hands and unify Together, they actually do have a really good chart as running mates just because their ascendants oppose each other. So they are actually really good in this partnership together. Right, right. Um, what is What are both of their sun signs? Because I don't, I don't actually know that. Kamala Harris is a Libra sun and Joe Biden is a Scorpio sun. Oh, Scorpio. So I wanted to ask you if you just had any sort of like last minute or lingering thoughts or astrological points about sort of like the events leading up to the election or anything like that. Mercury will be retrograde. Mars will be retrograde. So I think that it's going to be a really crazy time just because Mars retrograde is, you know, it's a very like frustrating energy and time when people can't really move in any direction. So I feel that with Mercury stopping that day, it's going to add a lot of, you know, maybe the the voting machines will have problems. Maybe things will get lost in the mail, mail ballots, you know? I was, one of the things, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Um, One of the things that I was kind of worried about 
was that, you know, that square between Saturn and Mercury on election day where I was like, oh, I wonder if people's voices are going to be restricted. If there's going to be like you just said with, you know, votes going missing or machines going on the fritz. So you think that the Mercury going direct can also contribute to that as well, huh? Well, I think that when, you know, all these planets are involved, Saturn's authority. So I think that authority will be trying to suppress our voices in some way. Mm -hmm. So maybe that's the scandal that's going to be revealed. Yeah. I feel like it's unfolding in front of our eyes in some ways, you know, right now. Yeah. Um, do you have any sort of tips for staying cool on election day and just sort of like, you know, keeping your mind and your heart and your soul healthy? I mean, for me, what I do is I only check like a few times a day, Mm -hmm. the news now. Yeah. I tell people, you know, it's part of self-care because every day there's so much information that's being thrown at us since the pandemic started and even before and I think you know kind of giving yourself time away from your computer and your phone if only for like two hours is the best thing that you can do yeah I totally agree or watch one episode on Netflix watch an episode of Selling Sunset on Netflix (laughs) it's just nice and just you don't have to think you can just veg out yes for for a second because I do think that there might even be a recount and there is going to be a lot of things that might be adjusted after yeah so just like expect to not even really know so it's not worth driving yourself crazy like basically get ready for a long ride yeah I don't even think they're gonna be done counting until the next day anyway I agree with that. Yeah, I agree with that as well. Do you have any sort of astrological aspects coming up in the next few months or into next year that you're excited about at least? Well, after all of, you know, these transits passed for the election, we're coming into what's called the Great Conjunction, which happens every, you know, 19 years or so. And if you're familiar with the show Twin Peaks, it actually is when there's the entrance to the Black Lodge, which is, I guess, the evil world. Um, but um, astrologically speaking, it's when Saturn and Jupiter unite in the sky, and they will be united in Aquarius on December 21st. So that's going to be a very interesting time because we're going to be entering the age of Aquarius, you know. Think about Aquarius, technological advances, computers over taking the world, humanitarianism. I mean, we're kind of there already with all of the amazing people who have gone out in support of the Black Lives Matter protests. And think about where the world is headed, that we're headed to a different place where we were before, probably for the better. Yeah, it better, it, it needs to be, because it can't get any worse, I feel like. Yeah. Well, thank you so, so much for doing this. I, lo- I love everything about you at all times. <laughs> oh, I love you too. You know, we go way back. We go way, so. we go way back. Lisa, Lisa was there. We actually just got, we kind of started out reading professionally around the same time, and your Instagram blew up and you've done a lot to sort of help me out, move me forward in my career. So I thank you publicly. I want to thank you. (laughs) Everybody. 
Yeah. I have a, my Venus is in Cancer and my moon is in Sagittarius. So whenever anyone asks me for something, I'm always, you know, more than willing to, as you know, even my mother, who I do everything for. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I'm not good at saying no, because I feel like there is, there's room to help everyone and to watch everyone grow and blossom. And I love that about you. Oh, thanks. <laughs> oh, yeah. I didn't even, we went through this whole recording and I didn't even mention that my birthday is on election day. <laughs> oh, my God. I totally forgot. Sorry. Yeah. No, that's okay. I mean, because, I mean, our brain, you know what I mean? Like, obviously, your brain's going to go towards the election before it's going to go towards my birthday. So it's just like, I. I'm it's, planning on being in a cabin in Flagstaff and it'll either be the best or the worst birthday. <laughs> I mean, that sounds nice. Mm-hmm. I'll be in the cabin in the woods. Yeah, me and uh, me and my partner were just like, we're getting out of town. We're not going to be here for this. So we're just going to go hide. <laughs> That's like the best idea. I actually did my mail in ballot and <laughs> I did it obviously for my mother too. Yeah. And I did it for my father and it's just, it's, you know, I was telling everyone, did you do it? Did you do it yet? I'm on people to make sure that they got their, like, what they're planning on doing for the election. So I hope that everybody prepares for their mail about mail-in ballots, that they're going to do that. And if people go in person, I hope everybody is safe and wears a mask and practices social distancing. Well put. I concur on all, on all marks. Um, if people yeah. want to find you, how can they, you know, find you online or on the social medias? They can find me on my website, com, and on Instagram, Astro, on Facebook, LisaStardust, and on Twitter, LisaStardust underscore. Awesome. Well, thanks again. Have a good rest of your day, everyone. Thank you so much for having me. It's always a pleasure talking with you. I, I'm sure we're just going to, I'm going to, I'm going to stop recording and we'll probably keep talking. Yeah, I have something to tell you that I just saw on the news. So. <laughs> okay. Well, with that, I'm dumping off. Bye guys. <laughs> Thanks again for tuning in. That was my interview with the lovely Lisa Stardust. Please look her up online. Next week, I sit down with Mike Becker. He is the founder of Funco. They make those cute little pops that you can buy. A lot of people collect them. And we discuss his paranormal experiences growing up, including uh, one time that he may or may not have ran into Yeti. Um, I want to thank everyone who has written a five-star review for the podcast so far. Congratulations to all the winners last month. I will be pulling names again at the end of this month. And today is my birthday. So if you haven't done a five-star written review on iTunes yet, please go ahead and do that and send me a screenshot either on Instagram at theglittercast or theglittercast at gmail.com. You can find me online with my website, rainbowglitterstar.com at Rainbow Glitter Star, at Witch Doctorate for my monthly podcast. And I also have a live stream every Wednesday night at 7 o'clock with Sal from The Crooked Path. It's called Betwixt the Shadows. 
And we take live questions and help you guys get a better understanding of witchcraft and psychic ability. So it's a really great time. And if you don't catch the live stream, you can still watch the rerun on YouTube, Betwixt the Shadows. I hope you all had a blessed Samhain and that election day goes the way we all want it to. And I hope you have a great week. I'll see you next time. Or I guess I won't see you. But you'll hear my voice and I will psychically know that people are listening. It's weird. Sometimes when I release an episode, I will like hear little clips from the interview and I, it feels like I'm hearing you guys listen to me. So it's very weird. Anyway, have a great week. 